Today on the Atlas Uncovered podcast, we have my friend Porter on to talk about his military experiences. We share a few headlines from the world of adventure and share some of our favorite ways to remember a trip without using a cell phone. Please consider subscribing if you enjoy weekly episodes like this and leave a comment about things you'd like to hear us talk about in future episodes. Now, over to the podcast. I, I could go guard or I could go active duty. And right now I'm leaning active duty just mm. because I don't have any obligations anywhere. Mm. So yeah. like, why not just go yeah. out and... Mm-hmm. So what's the main difference between those two? So guard is like you you reside in a state and mm-hmm. when they need right. you. So mm. what, what they're called is they're called M-Day soldiers. Mm. And then you do your drill once a month, and mm, like your gotcha. two days. And then you do your two-week training a year. And okay. so that's what most guard soldiers do. They also have positions in the guard where you could do uh, more active positions. They're called ADOS, um, mm. where you mm. are basically working full time, but for the guard. Um, oh, for, gotcha. So like maybe doing more administrative yeah. things or um, of that nature. So that's awesome. That position. But if I were to go guard, my, my number one... Um, job that I want mm-hmm. is I want to be an aviator. So oh, I yeah. want to wow. fly, fly helicopters. That'd and be, that'd be the rad. army just made, they're coming out with two brand new helicopters that they're going to start using in the next 10 years. New helicopter so, just dropped. Are these what? new helicopters <laughs> just dropped. So they're, the new, they have a the new Apache. Uh, yeah, they're getting rid of the Apache. Really? really? Yeah, no, oh, it's, they're really? getting rid of the Apache now. Oh, dang. So what they're replacing, I don't know if you're familiar with Battlefield, but they're replacing it with something similar. Oh, you can okay. play in Battlefield. That's so awesome. like That's it's rad. it's a helicopter that instead of having a tail rotor, it has two parallel top wing sets of blades. Oh, so, oh okay. and they spin in opposite directions. So you yeah. Know, oh, it still it still has a turboprop in the back, but it's not mm-hmm. for stabilizing the helicopter. Gotcha. Like it's for propelling it forward. Yeah, because you so. kind of generate cent- like a centrifugal force with those alternating mm-hmm. rotors and so that's what spins you kind of like a top yeah. you know oh so, wow. yeah. so, that, so that's, that's our new attack helicopter and then our new cargo helicopter or utility helicopter is like an off spray but a little skinnier so it's oh, kind of like okay. the two oh, sure. rotating gotcha. propellers in front that yeah uh, okay wow that, uh, so we're going to be using those in the army that's soon. i want to know where the falcons are halo promised me falcons <laughs> you know the the, the <laughs> new ones that we have kind of look like falcons really like, okay yeah. They're they're skinny enough. Gotcha. So somewhere between like the things from Avatar and oh, something you yeah. see on Halo, yeah, 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 and, yeah. and like the Avengers, yeah, like and the Avengers, jet, yeah, Avengers, yeah, one of their yeah. Quinjets or whatever. But, yeah, that's kind of what I'm shooting for, or infantry, or military intel, or mm-hmm. something. But we'll That'd see. Be cool. yeah. yeah. How long Thanks do they? Asking. How long do they lock you up for when you do that? I think the minimum is four or six years. Well, you get to pick one of the two. Um, but I have an obligation to the army, anyways, because oh, gotcha. I got tuition assistance. To get oh. my degree, so gotcha. I was getting paid to go to school, and so if I don't stay in the army, they'll they'll make me stay as a as enlisted. Mm-hmm. So if I don't oh, commission, wow. so I'd like get paid more and be an officer and do cooler stuff, or <laughs> yeah. or uh, mm-hmm. stay enlisted and you know keep getting bossed around. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. not a hard decision to make. Doesn't yeah, sound like right, <laughs> no. especially the the more pay and yeah, you know, more experience. You know, fun stuff. Fly helicopters or just uh, mm. scrub the toilets. Sort of, yeah, exactly. Or scrub toilets. Yeah, okay. I like it. That's awesome. Well, it's uh, it's good to have you. And how's Atlas doing? Is that Atlas is chugging away, chugging killing away. it, killing, killing it? it? Yes. I, I don't. I don't know what. I mean, probably killing it compared to other things, but yeah, it's been fun. The last couple months, it started. Um, about a year ago, actually, we, we did our first trip. Um, the, f- honestly, I think it was Valentine's day. Didn't it? Didn't we? Well, we, we, were, over, over we were there over Valentine's day. Yeah. In, so it was Ireland. about a year ago that we filmed those I- Ireland. Yes. Irish videos. The um, if you haven't seen them, people watching, go check them out on our YouTube channel. Excellent There's also clips plug. on our socials. Um, Atlas underscore unlimited. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen some of them. They look really good. So yeah, it's been yeah. fun. It's yeah. cool to yeah. see yeah. the the response that we've gotten from them. And what's funny is most of the response that we've received is actually from native Irish, Irish people. Really? Yes. It's so are, really? Who usually they, tell us like, Oh yeah, that was, that's a cool thing that you went to go see uh-huh. or you pronounced that wrong or, or, yeah, or yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Like to, it's like, yeah. It's, I, but I guess I think about it from our perspective, you know, if there, if somebody came to Boise, you want to see what they thought about it. You know, you live there. And so 
you kind of want to see like where did they go and was that representative of the trip that they had that's I, that's how i imagine at least the irish viewers mm -hmm. take it but there were some things that we mispronounced or things that we were told by native irish people mm -hmm. that they said we were pronouncing correctly, and then, re you know, retroactively, other people said that it was pronouncing... I don't understand. It was all, like, dialect from different areas, too, because yeah. we made sure that more was correct was correctly pronounced because we kept saying moher kept saying moher first yeah, m-o-h-e-r yeah and so moher is how most people would pronounce it and that's kind of how it is but it it comes out more as one syllable so it's mm -hmm. more that's what so, everyone at the visitor center yeah, said everybody and, said yeah. it that way the, wow. the people that we stayed with also said it that way and but the people on instagram man they'll get us they did not appreciate of nope. What they perceived as a <laughs> mispronunciation. We're offending their culture deeply oh. by I, having I an actually, accent. I do not that I like it when people correct us, but it is mm -hmm. helpful to know those things because, mm -hmm. like w one of the commenters said um, in one of our posts, that it's very sacred to them. Their their language is very sacred to them, and that may mm -hmm. have been a a cop out answer, but I truly believe that. I think um, if we can show them respect by doing it correctly, then. Mm -hmm. they can offend me all they want so that I do it right. Well, the other thing too, that's interesting to think about is that your accent also heavily influences how you pronounce something. Sure. So, so for example, if I were, if I were explaining, you know, in Japanese, somebody, you know, a name of a Japanese person, his name is Takeshi Takenaka, right? Mm. Like, do I expect you to say that with the accent? Are you going to say Takeshi Takenaka? <laughs> right? Am yeah, I going to say you're wrong? Point. No. Takeshi away. Takeshi Takenaka. <laughs> like you'd say it with a different like accent too. So we call it of, in German, we call it Bruder Deutsch. Bruder Deutsch <laughs> means like means like brother German. Where, brother German, where you yeah. do you, you know you say everything with perfect German, but mm -hmm. you say it like you're American. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like Foss Gaytob, mein Bruder, mein Bruder. <laughs> yeah, this is the most. Yeah, exactly. Accent heavy. I agree. That's though. So funny. Well, I learned some Navajo, but uh, that's not 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 as not as uh, all the important things. I'm sure. Yeah, how to entertain a party of guests for four hours. And, oh, but know, Navajo. Get, if you ever find yourself in the middle of a uh, of a circle of Navajo people, you're taking and care you of. have to make the jokes. Well, I sang a song in Navajo one time. Really, I got a lot of compliments once because I because I remember. Because they would people come up to me after and be like, You sound just like a Navajo and I'd be like <laughs> That's oh, awesome. Yeah, thank I, you. Yeah. I just like try really hard to get like their the glottal and the nasal sound. Yeah. 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 Stuff is difficult. So where did where did that come about? How'd you how'd you start learning Navajo? Uh, well I served a mission oh, on the Farmington, right. New Mexico mission on on, mm -hmm. the, on the Navajo oh, Nation rad. reservation. So that's mm -hmm. rad. I was there for two years. How far was that from your mission, Kim? That was the next mission over. I was in Albuquerque, we New Mexico. Mission border brothers. Yeah. Border brothers, yeah. Mission neighbors, yeah. yeah mission neighbors. That's cool. Uh, wow. I mean, it makes sense. So did, when you got called, were you called to a Navajo-speaking mission? Or were, no, it was just we, in we, that we, area? we don't do that Navajo-speaking oh, okay. missions anymore. Gotcha. They all speak English. I actually only met uh, two people that only spoke Navajo. Oh, that didn't speak English whole, at all? My whole two years. Wow. Mm -hmm. wow. And we just brought a translator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was gonna say that's, that's pretty. That's pretty helpful. It's a, it's similar in uh, Europe. They're taught English from a very young age, like as early as kindergarten, because it's such a common language throughout the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. So most people that you run into, including younger kids, at least have some experience with English, which is mm. really really helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I I really want to learn another like an actual language that mm. I can use because mm. you know, it's just something really practical. cool and fun and. Looks good for the ladies, I guess. We're going to be yeah, pulling yeah, you yeah. either direction. Kim's going to want you to learn Japanese, and I want you to learn German. Though. You know, I, I would, I've been considering Japanese. Yeah, Japanese so is very challenging. That And Russian yeah. is also oh, Russian, more yeah. challenging. Mm -hmm. I have another friend that speaks fluent Russian, too. Wow. And so that's cool. Like, fluent Russian? Yeah, he's like, flu he served, like, served a mission in wow. Russia, so he speaks cool. fluent. That's crazy. Fluent Russian as well. The trick is finding something you can use regularly. Mm -hmm. You know, like... You're not going to find a whole lot of people on the street that are just looking for directions in Japanese. Yeah. And you're like, oh, hey, I went to school for this. <laughs> yeah. <You> know, <laughs> I had one yeah. experience like that. Really? One experience. I was, uh, I was in the airport on my, I don't remember actually where I was going or it was so long ago, but mm -hmm. um, there was a, a man there. I was actually at JFK, so it makes sense. There's a lot of international travelers there. Mm -hmm. And uh, he spoke German, only spoke German, he didn't speak any English. Really? And it was likely because he was just in a part of Germany that maybe he didn't learn English or something like that. Mm -hmm. 
um, all the flights that um, were, there were a lot of flights that were canceled that day. And so everybody was at this desk, you know, to get their flight rescheduled to see if they could get hotel accommodations mm-hmm. where their baggage was going to be. And um, I had talked to her or no, I, I think he was in front of me in line. So he went up to the desk and he, he had his little phone out and he was typing in into Google Translate. And then he would like oh flip it around goodness. and show her. And that's how he was communicating in the nice. airport. And um, he kept trying to ask in German to see if she knew German. And mm-hmm. I kind of overheard it. He was just asking where his baggage was going to be. Mm-hmm. And like, because his, his flight was rescheduled till the next day. He didn't know if he was supposed to collect his baggage or if they were just going to keep it. And um, it turns out that they were just going to hold on to it until the following day. And he mm-hmm. would, it would be on his plane. So I was like, oh, I can use my German here. <laughs> yeah. So I, I tapped him on the shoulder and I introduced myself. And I was like, yeah, you're you're bags will be on the plane tomorrow mm-hmm. and he was like oh okay thank you and he walked away and the mm-hmm. girl was like thank you so much <laughs> and it's like the only time that i've ever been able to like utilize it and it was probably terrible german but he understood me which oh, is, cool. got the point across but mm-hmm. yeah for that reason i totally agree with you like something that i want to use that's why i want to learn spanish mm-hmm. i have a lot of friends who know spanish because mm-hmm. spanish speaking missions a lot and of people i know i would love to be spanish. able to just pull it out like when you need it you mm-hmm. know That'd be really cool, but yeah, something practical, something that but Japanese is, I mean, that's, that's pretty rare. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of media that comes over from Japan. So if you want to watch shows and stuff like that, that it's a little be, more practical. They're obsessed yeah. with you. Like you go to Japan and they're like, "Whoa, it's American boy. And then you're like, yes, oh, exactly. You just whip out your, your Japanese. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I love this guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I, I can get an accent going pretty well. But with the small amount of knowledge that I know, it's kind of confusing. Oh, really? You know, I'll, I'll start talking to somebody who was like, Doku ni sunde iru yo? And yeah. they'll be like, oh, wow, he sounds like he's actually... Yeah, and then, he, then he they'll ask tonality. me something really philosophical, like, wow, you know, what... What did you what did you do to get so interested in they Japanese? Start about about the, the, physics the, or something. Yeah, like, whoa! And then I'm like, ah, uh, 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 You know, yeah. like I only know a little I bit. Only yeah, a little bit of yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then yeah, so it, that's that's fun though. Let's say it's Isigo Denebazad. It's like I only know a little bit of Navajo. Oh yeah. really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's like, like one of the first uh, things that you need to learn if you're learning a language. I only know a little. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That should be mm-hmm. that should be um that should be lesson one on Duolingo. Mm. Is, I don't know that much. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I don't know how to say that in Klingon. Keep your no, expectations reasonable. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I heard that there was a couple that fell in love because they were they both knew Klingon. Wow. What? So there's like this German girl and then this English um guy. And they like they didn't speak each other's language, but they both spoke Klingon. <laughs> really? <laughs> they wow. met at a convention. And oh so my gosh! So they learned they learned English and German from each other with Klingon. If that isn't like, love, yeah, is that their exactly. household language now? I Star no, Trek I, is bringing I mean, people I'm, I'm together. I'm assuming it is. Like yeah, That's it's hilarious. creating relationship. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, there is a dual. I'm pretty sure there's a dual. There is Klingon there, course. There is. I think there's a couple other languages. I think there's one from Game of Thrones. Targaryen or something like that. And then I think there's probably a Lord of the Rings language in there too. Targaryen. Elvish. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Put that on a resume. Elvish. What is that? You're like, oh, it's spoken by the high elves. And they're like, what? Uh (laughs) Uh Something you're never, ever going to use. Exactly. Unless you meet a German girl who doesn't know English and she only knows Elvish Mm -hmm. or Klingon. And then it's love it. You know, it's love at first click. Or I don't know how clean what Klingon sounds like. But. Mm-hmm. Okay, Iris. Love it first clean. Do you have any comments for us, Iris? You seem to be uh, really interested in this conversation. Mm-hmm, yeah. Maybe she speaks Klingon. <gasps> Maybe that's she just heard her native native language being spoken. Yeah. <laughs> Princess, oh hop down, girl. I love you though. I promise, I love you. So uh, last week we talked a little bit about some things that we regretted not doing in Ireland and which thing, things that we wished we had done. Um, one of the things we wanted to talk about today was some ways that you can remember trips that you go on without necessarily taking photos and video, you know, which are, I think they, for me, I mean, they can get in the way of the trip a little bit. Maybe, maybe that's just because that's all I do for photos trips. And video. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they're intrusive. Like, uh, there's a lot of places like I, I went to Iceland not too long ago and one of the soaring over Iceland rides that we went on when we were there in Reykjavik um, couldn't take any photos or video. It was a really cool experience, but it was one of those where I just kind of had to, you know, think of other like ways to document, like find pictures online or something like that, or 
write something in a journal. So uh, I wanted to pass it over to you guys and see, do you have any things that you do, rituals, like um, things that you do to remember trips that you go on that aren't, you know, whipping out your cell phone? Uh, I mm. I think it's cool because uh, uh, I think too often our generation gets caught up with like experiencing, experiencing things through their phone. You know, they're watching mm-hmm. a concert, but they're watching him through, through their device. Through the phone you know, screen. They want to make sure they're yeah. really good. You know, and one thing that we did recently, my wife and I went on a trip with our friends. We went up to um, McCall just around Christmas time, just to all get all of us to get together. And one thing that I did is I brought a disposable camera and, you know, instead of deciding to take pictures of my phone, because I think the disposable camera is such a unique thing, because one, it gives you a really cool photo, you know, Mm -hmm. to replicate that kind of that film look is super cool. But yeah you only have a certain amount of photos you can take, mm-hmm. which means you have to get kind of selective about what you're taking photos of. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And with our phones, we get so used to like, oh, this is cool. Let me just pull out my phone and just snap, 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 snap or record a video. And, mm-hmm. you know, then you basically have your entire trip documented. Not to say that that's not okay, because that's a great way to remember a trip is mm-hmm. taking cool photos or a photo of you, you know, downtown somewhere or you know, something like yeah. that. But the idea of a... Of a film camera or a disposable camera is that because it's limited you you're like well, should i take a picture of this or should i save it for something better you know mm-hmm. what i mean and then then when those when that finally develops you you can get like a physical copy mm-hmm. of it and then you you know it's not lost in your mm-hmm. iCloud or wherever it is yeah. that was really helpful for me um i didn't i feel like i rarely pull up my phone to take pictures because mm-hmm. i was just like oh let me use the disposable camera for this yeah and then when it when the disposable camera was done. I was done. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you kind of space those photos out a little bit more. Yeah. And then those, the things that you do take photos of mean a little bit. Yeah. More the moment has to hit you to make you go, this is something I need a photo yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. Rather than just like, well, I can take a photo now. I should probably <laughs> right. take a photo now. You know, yeah. or, or this is, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Mm-hmm. I know. What about you, Porter? Um, you- well, my traveling has mostly been with the, the military. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the, another way that when you're, it's when you're talking about phones, mm-hmm. I think I, I read something recently about, um, trying to escape the, the facade that a phone kind of brings like the mm-hmm. digital world that you're kind of, you might feel mm-hmm. stuck in. So I feel like focusing on like, even like the color of the sky or like maybe the, the shape of the clouds. So like f- focusing on things you can see, smell, touch or taste and, and, helps you be grounded in the moment mm. so be focused and so for me trips that i remember are more visceral like i remember being the most miserable like cold and wet in camp williams in the mountains <laughs> because none of us brought snow gear and so and we had to crawl around in the snow and oh, so we're no. like we're spending these miserable cold and wet nights and then um, the thing I, and I took a couple pictures with one of my friends on, on like a mountaintop and, and we're mm-hmm. sitting there like all bundled up with like camouflage on her face. And, and, uh, and, and I, I kind of remember that moment. Like it, it was, it was a separate moment of, aside from the misery. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, we get down from the mountain and then the training sort of wraps up and we, we spend three days in this, this cold, miserable hell for, mm-hmm. for lack of better words. And mm-hmm. then we um um we get into this warm building and you know someone just starts singing a song and then we all start singing together and it just became one of those moments that i never forgot mm. like you're just you can't we capture were, that with yeah, a camera no, exactly mm. so mm. i think you got to have something if like approaching pain or discomfort or mm. even even the opposite i don't i don't know how you would approach mm um bliss uh, yeah. <laughs> without having to meet um being cold and wet mm-hmm. or miserable or or something and, and i go i've been like on some um adventure trips mm-hmm. like i went and did army air assault school um for the national guard and that's where wow. you learn how to repel out of helicopters wow that's and rad. so like the culminating event of that was repelling 90 feet out of a helicopter wow. and so but the, when you go through that, you mm. have these cadre, these air assault sergeants that just beat the crap out of you. And so they <laughs> they come out and you do PT for the first three days and they, mm-hmm. they just destroy your body. And mm. they and they to the point where people dropped the course because they wow. were they were afraid that they wouldn't mm. make it. It's like we lost almost half the class. Like there's we started with two hundred and forty four. Wow. 
and ended with like 133. Mm-hmm. So it's just over half. But that's um, crazy. So like they would, they would, sh- we did so many air assault squats. You just hold your mm-hmm. hands ab- above your head and squat and mm-hmm. one, two, three, one, two, three, and just do that over and over and over <laughs> again. And the things you remember then are like how sore you are the next day or like, man, can I even walk? Mm-hmm. And then you have to run everywhere you go. And then, but the moments that I remember from that course were the, the, the pride that I had after getting pinned, like the moment. Mm-hmm. And then I, I took a picture with one of the air assault sergeants. His name was air assault sergeant ice. I'll never forget him. <laughs> sergeant ice. Sar- sergeant assault sergeant. That's ice. Metal. Yeah, but that's he was great. the coolest guy. And he was, um, and just like I have, I've had so many funny interactions with him because I was a cadet at the time. Mm. And so he, he was grading me, for example, on this test, this cargo load test. And so I was going there, like going, inspecting the cargo load. And then I got an almost perfect score. And then he, he like looks at his paper and he's like, cadets, man, changing the game. And then, <laughs> uh, and so then I, I start to run away and he's like, wait, where are you going? And I was it's like the, it, you're supposed to go over there. And he's like, I just take back what I said. And then it was just <laughs> like one of those yeah. funny encounters. Then the next time I saw him, he was like, walk, he's like out of my way. I don't want to get, I don't want to smell your, the breath on your, your, in your mouth, your, <laughs> yeah. your MREs. And, oh, and so then I like take this huge step back. Like I make myself as small as possible against this railing. <laughs> and he's like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but uh, I shook hands with him and um, I just, he, he told me, uh, after I, I passed the school and got pinned with mm-hmm. my, with my wings and, uh, he shook my hand it was a firm grip and, uh, <laughs> I'll never forget. He's like, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna take that knowledge. And, like you're a leader now. Like you mm. can set an example for other wow. people and like, that's powerful. Like, you can take that back to your unit and your, your future soldiers and makes it so all like, worth yeah, it. And that's then, I, great. then I snapped a picture with him and Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool the like, the commemoration that comes from being pinned because because you know what it means you know like mm-hmm. you understand what you went through to, exactly, to achieve yeah. so like I, I like that too because i mean we can do that in our own lives i mean not everybody's going to be able to endure something like, like that like Mount Everest. yeah, not, yeah. But, not recommended. But, a, but a commemoration <laughs> yeah. that you can see it and know that you've achieved something yeah. And, yeah and it means something to you it doesn't have to mean i totally agree with you you mentioned at the beginning like we live in such a society right now that's so we fake a lot of things. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like social media very much is this is the best part of my life that I'm sharing with you because mm-hmm. I want to make it look as good as possible. Mm-hmm. So you're taking photos of things, you know, every you know, you go to Disneyland and you mm-hmm. want people to know that you're at Disneyland. Yeah, or, right. you know, it's just like yeah. people don't see the mm-hmm. sadness and, and the pain or yeah. the hardships that you go through. And right. so you, it's very fake in that mm-hmm. way. And so a, a little commemoration like that, you don't have to show other people. It's just for you. You know, you can look back on it and go, I know what I went through. I know what I did to earn this, regardless of what it was. But I like, yeah, that's a, that's a really cool Well, that, that trip that I did in Oregon for air assault school, like that was the greatest adventure of my young life. <laughs> yeah, like, I can yeah. imagine. Like it, it, it was the coolest thing because I was the only one from my school or from my guard unit that got to go. Wow. So like I had to earn that slot. And then, mm-hmm. and then they, they gave me a car. So yeah. like, like here, we'll, we'll just give you this car and a, and a mm-hmm. gas card and you can drive there. And so I, I drove <laughs> to Oregon um, like the, the, the very corner of Oregon and it, and I just, I'll never forget how I felt like doing mm. that. And then, and then when I was actually there, um, but like the weather there was gorgeous every single day. Like, I don't think I'll ever forget mm. those warm, sunny, like, but not, not like hot days, but they were, oh, they were Oregon. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it only rained once when I was there. Oh, wow. And it, was, and it, was, and it was on our 12-day ruck, or 12-day, 12-mile ruck march. Oh, and wow. so, like, we were out there in the, the butt crack of dawn, <laughs> zero dark 30. Yeah. yeah. Air assault sergeant comes out and makes us do PT in a puddle. Like, yeah. wow. you could feel, like, the the anger just, like, seething from everybody yeah. as we all, like, yeah. get down and, and, like, start pushing in, in mm-hmm. a puddle, like, <laughs> yeah. right before we do this ruck march. Yeah. Um, that's funny but no I'll never forget mm. going to Oregon and I yeah. get to wear sort of something that reminds me I, whenever I wear the uniforms I get mm-hmm. my little my fancy little helicopter badge yeah and well so, that, yeah well that's a really good way to put it too like it was a 
maybe it's not like a trip per se, right. but it was an well, experience. I mean, it was, it was yeah, it was, it, was it was a, a trip. trip. Yeah, it was a trip. <laughs> but you, uh, <laughs> it was, like, it was more a ways than one. It was a a symbolic. It was a, it was a symbolic kind of like emblem of what you'd gone through, right? Mm-hmm. In the same way that someone who runs a race might get a medal, or right. you know, or or something that just that is a manifestation of kind of like what you've achieved over the course of you know whatever it is that you choose. Iris, get down, you crazy girl. <laughs> and and for me, uh, it was also like a coming of age thing. Like yeah. that that day, I proved mm. that I could hack it yeah. in, in the real army. Yeah. Like it, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't tap out. You were like you. No, were with no. The but not no. only did you prove that to them, you proved it to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you're well, like, oh, I can do this. Like it's yeah. hard, but I can do this. And, and you, yeah, I, I hope that the other people in your life maybe see that those accomplishments are indicative of who you are as a person too. Like, there's a lot of people who go away to the military and like it completely changes who they are and people because they don't see for those struggles. Worse. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I think yeah. for you, like, well, you've always been basically like the per- most perfect dude I know, but, <laughs> but I'm sure, I'm sure, you have I'm a sure that you, in front of you. you <laughs> he's whispering, but he's whispering into the mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, but, <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> but because you're, you're kind of like removed from everybody in your life and you experience all of these hardships and then like people back home don't have any idea the growth that you've gone through and so especially my I, ex-wife yeah I even feel, yeah I so even feel as like, you're telling me the story that's all i can think of i'm like like uh, anything any like confusion about who you are as a person like man if you could just put her in that boot camp for like 30 minutes, you know, just so she could see Even now, though, like, as you're telling us about the experience, I I don't even know if I'll ever be able to, you know, not necessarily, like, physically experience, but even even transactively through you empathize with that experience like like even though you can tell you could tell us every detail that happened, we'll never know what it felt like to be there. And so I think that is representative of, Mm -hmm. you know, the again, that coming back to the metal, like it means something to you that no one else will ever understand other, mm. other than people who were there also, who also mm. got the medal, you know, but we didn't. So and I guess well. that's kind of the purpose of a medal too, is yeah. it's supposed to be a mark of, of achievement that you can show to other people, mm. right? Like you can't show them everything you did at boot camp, but you only get that well, once you do well, this, yeah, or, like people, you know, and yeah. people can look at my, my wings, my little aerosol badge and say, okay, this, this guy is probably squared away. Like he probably yeah. knows what he's doing because exactly. he had to, he had to earn that. Yeah. And like, yeah. And not only earned did I earn the badge, but I had to fight for the chance to even go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was one of, 12 other cadets in that class and mm-hmm. so i had to beat wow. them all that's to be the small... one that gotta go and so that's crazy um, i had to be the obvious choice for them and um, so mm. I, that was part of it too i guess but but so for traveling i think this it, i'm kind of thinking of like those like the rv movie with um oh yeah uh, with robin williams yeah, yeah. Like, and where they have like they get an rv and it's like such a terrible time but like mm-hmm. at the end they're like oh you know this vacation was really not it was really great because mm-hmm. it was you know we went through that together and yeah mm-hmm. it's like for trout like i don't know if you necessarily want to go there with such like an making- odd way to market rvs <laughs> <laughs> you know i wonder if it one. actually yeah exactly you know, like did, did it did it really make you want to buy one uh, i was like i want to get an extendable it's a, it's a lifestyle yeah, yeah exactly no, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think finding ways to make it challenging or rewarding for yourself mm-hmm. um, would be how you can really feel and put yourself in the moment. That's like, an interesting that. concept, being uncomfortable on purpose on yeah, a trip, you well, know, I like so that. Like kind of pushing yourself to go. Yeah. That outside. does make you remember it a lot better. That's a really good it way kind to of, do it. It reminds me of uh, one of the, one of my favorite YouTube channels. Yes. Theory mm-hmm. there. They have a they? brand called seek discomfort yeah. and the, the whole concept behind it is you do the most personal growth when you're outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, you grow the most as a person. And so their their whole idea is talking to people, random people that you don't mm-hmm. know on the street. And you may, you know, have a new friend at the end of that. They, they've done a bunch of uh, YouTube videos where they just go to a random town that they mm-hmm. don't know anybody in. And they ask somebody if they can throw a party at their house. And then they just invite a bunch of strangers. And then <laughs> oh. everybody gets to know each other, you mm-hmm. know, and then they all become friends. And then that's just like a... You know, it's a little experience that, yeah, you you experienced 
a level of discomfort while mm-hmm. doing that but in the end you grew so much as a person it's, mm-hmm. it's cool it's a cool concept to like when i think about the trips that we went on i kind of wish that we would have done that you or, know where yeah. we would have talked to more people or mm-hmm. um had gone out of our comfort zone just a little mm-hmm. bit more like maybe trying to use an irish accent to an irish native to oh, see if we just see if they could detect it or you know like because maybe it would fun. make them laugh or have them or rate your accent yeah, go to a exactly. bunch of people rate and say rate my accent rate my accent, accent. Rate my accent. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would be fun yeah, yeah. i like that experiencing mm. discomfort also you're totally right it does make you remember it a lot more oh yeah like, totally remember when i just walked up to that random dude and mm-hmm. asked him for directions or something you yeah know? exactly <laughs> yeah well and to your point too you were saying earlier about social media us putting the best parts of our life forward mm. i think it's interesting because what is meaningful to you and what is rewarding to you is often based on your circumstances as well like some of the happiest people that you'll see come from the saddest circumstances and they're just happy doing the most simple things right Mm -hmm. and it's because like in the context of their lives like they really relish the good opportunities that they get so maybe this is some beater car that you just got but in the context of you having to walk to work for the past three years that's Mm -hmm. the best moment of your life yeah you post a photo of that on social media that's getting put next to some dude who just got a ferrari right and so you're almost trained to not see the effort behind something only the presented as only what's presented value. at the as the best and yeah. then you rank the best against the best you don't mm. rank the journey against the journey mm. right at least very rarely you do i mean there's some really cool glow up videos where you see a dude love that. go from like string bean to ripped or whatever yeah. you know and you and you, those are special because you get a real appreciation of the amount of effort but um that I think social media doesn't allow for the space to, it doesn't allow for the attention span to understand a story, you know, or a journey. Mm. And so that appreciation is kind of like, uh, it's kind of comes up short. That's kind of the beauty of YouTube though. I think in, yeah. the, in the beauty of social mediums in which it can be expressed in the form of a video. And you're really good at doing that already. You expl- I feel like you're great at doing it. Um, I see it a lot in wedding videos, mm. you know, there's, there's almost an arc in your wedding videos, but it's just like, it's a difficult thing to convey to people, you know, what it, what it took to get to where you are. It may not be, I like, I like what you said about, you know, the, the two differing cars, like the, the crappy $2,000 car might mean everything to the person who has it, but compared to, you know, it's comparison is the thief of joy for sure. Like mm-hmm. when, when people see those two things on social media and they say, well, this guy has a crappy car and this guy's a really nice car. They're only comparing, you know, car. they're yeah. Like yeah. what you said, you know, at face value to face value, not journey to journey. That's, mm-hmm. I really like that. That's rad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that's one good way I think to remember <laughs> a trip is a, and a journey. Yeah, I guess. Well, and, and especially now I feel like people, don't travel as much as they used to, yeah. I mean, with, especially after, you know, the whole uh, pandemic. And mm. um, I feel like people are more used to staying at home or working from home or like instead of getting out of their comfort zone. Yeah. So I think traveling in and of itself could could be this this reward that you get. So especially mm. if you, you know, have to save to go to that uh, trip or mm. uh, go somewhere that you've never been to before, then mm-hmm. I feel feel like you can reward yourself and, yeah. and kind of be in the moment for mm-hmm. yourself in that way. Yeah. One cool thing that I discovered this last time I went on a trip with JC, we went uh, on a uh, a trip to Ireland, Scotland, and Iceland together, all within the span of a month. Oh, his and wife, he's talking about his wife. Yeah, JC, my <laughs> wife, yeah. yeah and and uh, we recorded the whole thing. It's going to be turned into another uh, set of, of uh, episodes. Be on the lookout for that on YouTube. Um, but uh, we wanted to try something different um, to kind of remember our trip. And for me, there's nothing quite like smells right. To really bring back a moment or a memory like there, I'll be walking through Walmart and I'll, I'll smell a sample and I'll just be taken straight back to middle school. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, Scent is or the first time that I ever smelled hand sanitizer was in my fourth grade class back in Nevada. And I can feel myself sitting on a beanbag chair the day that I smelt it. 
Like it was a new I, thing. I feel the same exact way. A lot of people hate the way that Purell smells. Yeah. The, the hand sanitizer. That's it. That's and the it stuff. takes me back to kindergarten because yeah. we, we would get hand sanitizer before. Honestly, that's, that would put it's me the in the same age that you were me. just in too. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's, really. A, it's a powerful thing. But like you, so you did, I, I feel like I've done something similar as well mm -hmm. where uh, on my honeymoon, mm -hmm. I got a specific shampoo and conditioner mm -hmm. so that whenever I smelled that, that's, it brought back memories. Yeah. Yeah. You only use it. So it's the first time you've ever even smelled that. Yeah. Right. So you only use it for me. It was, um, uh, it was Irish spring. Cause we were like, we we're going yeah, to Ireland yeah, and I never uh, really, I never used Irish spring. So I knew that if I brought it and I only used it while I was on my trip and then just kind of kept a little bottle of it. Like I have a little bottle of it in my room and uh, I just, whenever I want to just kind of get taken back for a day, I'll just use that. That's fantastic. And it works. <laughs> it works a charm well, on my, on my cruise too. I went on a cruise with JC, like for a honeymoon and they had this special um, shampoo that they only have on the cruise ships. And uh, I filled a little, genius. I filled a little container and brought it home with me. Wow. And I, oh, that's, that's another smart. one of those. That's almost like a marketing it's strategy. It's a hack. Like, yeah. Come back to the cruise and get exactly. it. Exactly. It's the only place you can get it. Yeah. Exactly. That's so funny. for me, that was like the biggest, that's one of the biggest ways that I remember my trips. That's cool. So, yeah. I, th uh, we, um, I went to Seattle not long ago. Mm. We were at Pike's place and part of Pike's place is, pr I mean, it's pretty old. The whole thing's pretty old, but my wife and I walked past this area that was, it was like kind of old wood. It was like wood flooring and wood walls and stuff. And I walked past it and I, I stopped dead in my tracks because it smelled exactly like the mansion that we were in, in really in Ireland. I kid you not. It That's was, crazy. it was the exact same smell. Mm -hmm. And I, it was, it was almost like, you know, in Ratatouille mm -hmm. where, where the, the um the guy eats the ratatouille mm -hmm. and it, it just like it goes through his eyes and he goes back to his, as a kid yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and i did that i went back to mm -hmm. ireland it was crazy and it's so mm -hmm. it's crazy how powerful those mm -hmm. smells are and if only if it was more like like easier to replicate mm -hmm. than just like you know yeah every now and then you smell something mm -hmm. that smells similar to but yeah well kelly i have a question for you yes would you like to be taken back to ireland very much so what is that? You got you got you, something. What you, uh, I might have. What is this? I'm scared. He's got wood shavings. Oh, probably. Irish wood shavings. What did you? Oh, I, oh. No. Yes. No. Yes. Are you kidding me? Java cakes. I gotta open. Can I open them? If you've seen, yes, absolutely. We're eating those right them. now. So you're about to have these for the first time then, Porter. I sure this, I am. am I, addicted am to these. I'm addicted yeah. to these. If you've seen our video, we did a, smell it. we tested Irish 30, backup. I think 30 Irish snacks. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, oh man. no, it was 20. It was 20. Yeah, 20, we tested 20 about, different about, Irish about snacks. 20. This oh, is one goodness. that they sell in Ireland. Wow. Take, take me back. <laughs> it's, it's so kind good. It's like, so it's, mm. it's like a biscuit. Jelly it's filled. chocolate and it has oh, like a, like an orange jelly. Orange jelly. Orange jelly. Yes. Wow. It's really good. Oh. Mm -hmm. It's so it's odd because you expect it to be crunchy. Oh my goodness. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm -hmm. but it's just soft. Soft wow. little cupcake. It's almost like um, I gotta save a couple of these for keto. That's incredible. But if you've ever had like uh mm. like orange sticks, chocolate covered orange sticks. Oh mm -hmm. my goodness. That's kind of what it reminds me mm -hmm. of, but Man, I wish we had more of that candy. That's really mm -hmm. good. It makes me think about like um, like poppets, mm -hmm. and the uh, the curly whirly squirrelies or whatever they're yeah. called. Like, or oh any man, of I the Tato brand. Yeah, Tato. Mm -hmm. I love Australian licorice. Oh, really? That yeah, stuff is really good. Is it, is it much yeah. different than it's, normal? Licorice? It's like chewy. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's not hard. It's very yeah, soft. It's soft. What? I gotta fan. try it. It's super good. I, I do I like licorice. Awesome. I didn't know we were gonna be uh, <laughs> yeah. doing, doing uh, a taste, taste test. test. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that did take me back. Wow. Yeah. Oh my That's gosh. Really good. I'm just thinking about all the memories of us being in that hotel room. We pulled the table uh -huh. in between the two beds to sit on it, mm -hmm. and that's what we used as our, our big table. Mm -hmm. And we had like <laughs> Keaton had all of the he was on the far right of the bed. Mm -hmm. and he had all the crap on the floor. I shouldn't <laughs> yeah. say crap. I just meant all of the things, all the things we were tasting all the, on the all floor. The crap food. And then next to mm -hmm. me, just barely out of frame, was everything that we had already tasted. Yeah. <laughs> this mountain you of couldn't things. see it in the video. We yeah. um we didn't end up doing it, but we read online. There's a little a little behind the scenes mm -hmm. um for you Atlas if you crazy people who love Atlas aficionados. Yeah. Um we uh we we got a loaf of bread because we heard that there was a 
a snack that people would eat there, which was tato chips uh, with butter, uh, between you know, kind of like a sandwich. So mm. it was just this two pieces of bread with butter and tato chips between what? it. What? And what? We we didn't end up doing it. We have the loaf of bread. I'm sure. I'm sure it's in the the uh, actual image. Um, the thumbnail that we mm-hmm. we posted for that video is the loaf of bread there, but we never ended up doing it. I don't I don't remember why. We, you know, a lot of like I said, a lot of the comments on those videos are mm-hmm. Irish people, and they're like, not gonna lie, all the things you tasted were pretty crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> were like, some of them were yeah, like, that's fair. I mean, we yeah. just went to like a central I loved, gas station. Yeah, I loved that fruit. Like, I loved that barley drink. The we should have wired it down. Barley. I thought it was great as it was. <laughs> so, it was like it was like orange juice. With <laughs> orange juice, kind yeah. of with um. How barley. would you explain barley? Like it's like a weedy, like a wheat no, it's, taste. It's more, it's more herbaceous than that. I feel herbaceous. Herbaceous. I don't think I've ever used that word in my life. But herbaceous, it's pretty herbaceous. Dude. Yeah. It was. It was kind of like. <laughs> it was very pungent. Those brownies are pretty herbaceous. <laughs> okay. <dude>. All right. <laughs> There's something in the brownies, the man. Um, no, but I feel like I feel like it very much was <laughs> like all the things that we tasted. They're like, yeah. Why did you? Why didn't you get this? And yeah. this? I wish we would have been able to talk to somebody about. We have like, to make a new list for next yeah, time. Yeah, we definitely do about mm-hmm. what we should Maybe try ask next. Locals. hundred yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. I bet. I bet the girl at the um, you know, at Centra, the gas station where I was like, why are they buying all that stuff? Like, mm-hmm. This isn't even that good. <laughs> didn't you even know get any I mean? pate. Yeah, we. we uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you can get pate actually anywhere. Um, just Friskies. Friskies, and, a can uh, of Friskies. Yeah, yeah, a Friskies can of cat food. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I we we were joking to with Keaton another little behind the scenes tidbit. We we tried another drink called TK Red, which was supposed to be mm. a lemonade, and it was not really communicated as a lemonade no. to me. I really love soft lemonade. drink was a drink. Yeah, <laughs> soft, the word the soft word drink soft drink was a was drink. A drink. Yeah. The word um, soft drink. But he he quantified it with, you know, I can imagine myself sitting down with a good dinner and this complimenting it, which by itself is not that crazy of a statement. You know, mm-hmm. if you're gonna eat a meal. You want your drink of choice to not be bad, you yeah. know, because then it detracts from the meal. So he was saying that he could see himself drinking TK Red with a with a meal and and enjoying it all together. But we 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 just joked about it for like I'm pretty sure we cut probably ten minutes of us just ragging on him, saying um, we uh, we were saying like oh if you have to quantify it that much, you know if you have to put that much padding around a drink like well if I had just gotten home from work. A really good day, and I my wife surprised me with a hundred dollars. I think I would like this drink more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happened to pad it up with some other we, experience. We probably, it was literally like a good ten minutes. So it we were was. Like, I'm gonna paint a picture for you, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're at home. You're in a comfy. You just robe. get out of a spa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. You just got a a shiatsu massage, mm-hmm. and someone gives you a cup of this, but they also give you. A brand new car mm-hmm. while you drink it. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about that yeah, TK yeah. Red now? It's much better, isn't it? Was it? So <laughs> yeah. Endlessly just made fun of him for that. Yeah. The, he deserved it. The the orange and barley, I felt like I would have liked it more if it was watered down. Yeah. They they recommend that you it's so it's like, like a said, concentrate. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's a concentrated drink, so you're supposed to put water in it. Huh. Make it taste better, but mm-hmm. we did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the craziest thing you've ever tried on a trip, Porter? Uh I tried sheep guts wrapped in fat and fried once. I tried it just because you say I that like it's say. such a common thing. Yeah. Oh, it's just the you know well, the sheep guts. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a Navajo dish. Like it's it's called achi, and they, <laughs> I just tried it because I'd heard about it, and so mm. I was like, well, if I'm gonna be a a res dog, I might as well. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I might as well try. I gotta it. acclimate myself. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, just just for the heck of it, it's like it was like a stink that stuck to your mouth. Oh, like, really? Yeah. It's oh. like I saw the roof. Did you when you were in Iceland? Did you have hackerel? Uh-uh. Did you have fermented shark? Oh no, I did. No, no, no. Sorry, I didn't have that fermented shark. Cool. I had fermented it's fish disgusting. though. Disgusting. <laughs> I mean, really? not to offend Icelandic people, because I'm sure it's great to them, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it is very much that you, you, when you taste it, it coats the inside of your mouth, and mm-hmm. then it coats uh-huh. the inside of your stomach once you swallow it. Yeah. So I, no. that, it's called, it, like I said, it's called hackerel. And when I was there, you put the hack in the roll. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> it made me hack, hack afterwards. If you know what I'm hack and roll, no, but, baby. Uh, hack and roll. We, we kept saying, we kept calling them hackerel burps because it was so pungent that every time you burped, it was still there. 
And it was like mm-hmm. lingering in your stomach. It's like oh, having a fish oil vitamin. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But you'll never forget it. I never will. That's yeah. a good, is that what a good yeah, thing good or a bad thing? Forget it. I think someone, uh, mm-hmm. someone needs to hit me on the head really hard so I can forget it. So, <laughs> oh, I gotcha. But no, I gotta get, like I said before, those visceral experiences. Yeah, that makes you ones. remember. Yeah. It makes and you then, remember. And mm-hmm. then you surround those with, you know, the, the good. Comfortable sweet. ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the weather fun. or. or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have you point. ever have you ever tried have you ever heard the concept of a mental picture like taking a mental picture of something I think so yeah so I had it explained to me in high school once where if you focus really really hard on an image in your mind that you're seeing at the moment then you can preserve that in your memory forever and I remember this because the day that I did it I tried taking like three different mental pictures I have not forgotten them at all wow I literally have a very vivid image in my mind this was when I was marching in marching band. So here's the here's the places that I took the photos. First photo was I was like, hmm, I should try that. out. We're all standing in line getting ready to go into the stadium. I have in my mind an exact picture of me standing in line waiting to go into the stadium. And, and then I was like, that was cool. And I could remember it for a little bit after it. And then I took a mental image when we were in the stadium getting ready to announce like to to play. And um, this was our grandparents paid like 20 bucks to have a special announcement over the air. It was like they took they took donations and if you donated 20 bucks they would announce your kid's name, you know, oh, as gotcha. th- a special thanks to so and so. You're awesome. <laughs> right, yeah. you know, like things like that. So, um I took a mental picture just before that happened and I remember the announcement. So it's like really weird, but wow. I, I I would be curious to see if you guys try that. Just to see if you can take a mental just focus really hard right on now. it. I mean, yeah, I've do got, it. I'm going to take one right mental- now pictures from when i was two years old so really yeah I, just like wow well, just like yeah. things that you remember or well i think part like of it memories? was because my parents had a video camera oh, wow. oh so yeah i took videos of us but i don't remember the video i remember being in the moment really wow like there's a moment where i was watching little rascals <laughs> and um, <laughs> the you know the buckwheat and um, the other person alfalfa Al- or um, um, you're talking the, about the two the two yeah. the two little kid little little kids butch or so, so oh, no. no no what oh no oh I know what you're talking about um, um but they're 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 standing there and they're like we got a dollar we mm-hmm. got a dollar we I got, got a pickle pick yeah it's like the yeah I got two pickles I, I got, got two pickles, pickles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so I, I remember. Yeah. Dancing around, saying I got a dollar, I got a dollar, and <laughs> that's like, wow. I remember that. I remember like the blue f- carpet, and I don't know. But that's weird. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was the funny crazy. the things that stick and the things that you know don't, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's incredible how like, much power you my, have like, over your earliest mind. memories. Yeah. yeah. Or I remember, I, I don't know why, it, but since my mom took videos of me, like I remember those moments. Like, mm-hmm. um, there was another moment, like Easter. I had like it was after we did this Easter egg hunt, mm-hmm. and I was rolling my hard boiled eggs down a slide, <laughs> and then there was like a little little mess at the bottom of the slide, like with like jelly beans and cracked boiled eggs, and it was <laughs> all mixed together. And I was like, I remember doing that. Like I remember. Do you feel like the memory was? was able to be retrieved because of the photo. Like, do you I, think you would I have remembered it without the photo? I, I honestly don't know. I, huh. I'm pretty sure it was because of the video. Yeah. That, that, that beca- you that could revisit that. I think, wow. yeah, maybe it's, it triggered your memory early enough that it, it came up sooner than it would have. Like, well, yeah, yeah. And I also think that I had access to those videos and those mm-hmm. pictures very early when you were on kid, enough yeah. that I could be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so and then if you keep remembering really it enough, scrapbooking yeah. and so she would oh. make a scrapbook like a year le- later. It's like, oh, it's Porter's second Easter. And yeah. And I would flip through the scrapbook with her. I'd be like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. this was last year. And so like little things like and oh, OK, another weird example. It was my sister's first or second second birthday and i was like four years old mm-hmm. and i remember having this balloon that i wanted to blow it up so bad but i didn't want anyone to help me so i remember sitting there and my cheeks like they weren't that strong like i didn't yeah. have enough mm-hmm. but i was sitting there like blowing on that balloon for hours wow and like and it, you know i was just like so it's determined stubborn, yeah and then my mom like took a picture of me doing that and i was like briefly in a video and, uh, and so, like, I never forgot how bad my cheeks hurt <laughs> after 
Like, I, <laughs> dang, if only I could do that with like school. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If I could take mental pictures of like the study sheet, mm-hmm. how, how much, uh, how many, how much better yeah. grades I would have gotten. <laughs> You've heard of the gum trick, right? Yeah, I've, I I heard of so, like something like a Skittle trick, where mm-hmm. you as you study particular things, you eat a a flavor of Skittle. There's and no flavors of Skittle, Kelly. Oh, I'm pretty sure they're all the same flavor. We're not getting into this right now. <laughs> Just different colors. <laughs> oh no. I think they all have the same. They're all in the same bag together. They all have the same flavor at the end. No, they don't. I think so. I've never they eaten a Skittle and gone. Hmm, that's a red Skittle. Tell, I could do uh, it right I now. Could, I could do if there was it. a we bag should, of Skittles, I, I could tell. I we should do a blind. We should do a blind taste test. The red ones are always better. Love the red ones. See, the red are so good. And then they switched the green, the green ones from green apple. No, was it lime to green apple? I'm, or something I'm pretty like, sure. They switched the one green one from like th- there were two different flavors. It was lime and green apple, and they switched it to mm-hmm. the other one, and then they switched it back because people didn't like it because people could tell mm-hmm. that it was it a different flavor. And it was like, I pro, I you know what? When we were we were trying um, another, back on the subject of the snacks that we tried, mm-hmm. uh, they were called Smarties, which are basically like. Imagine like really big M&Ms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people say that those have flavors and I do not believe it. Cause when we tried it, I think I'm pretty sure we tried to do it with our eyes closed and we, yeah. were, we were like blue. I don't know. You know what I mean? This mm. one's 26% milk chocolate. <laughs> I can taste the red dye number four in this one. That's my favorite flavor. Red, actually, dye, red, number dye, number red dye number four. <laughs> That's good. That's great. It's probably the worst for you, honestly. Yeah. It's crazy. Make it out of like a beetle's beetle pulp, you know, like they take these <laughs> yeah. native beetles mm-hmm. and pound them up. And so they're getting us to eat insects. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, that's a, that, that's <laughs> a controversy, brother. actually. I think it's a thing. Yeah. That. yeah. Like cricket farms, they're an actual thing now. Like cricket flowers. I believe it. I, and I'm trying to, I'm like, is it? I mean, is it more efficient? Like, per, does the biomass better or whatever? Like, I've, I know that they're using like flour. That's not a huge deal. Like, the thing that I won't ever do is eating pieces of like actual oh, no. crickets yeah, or whatever. No. Like, if you, if you don't know it's cricket, if you I grind mean, it into a flour, I'm sure, wiser. sure, I probably <laughs> yeah. eat it. I, pro- cricket, I mean, cricket flour. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> does it rise very well? Do we know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, cricket pancakes, anybody? It's pretty <laughs> grounded. Yeah. Oh, that's a good oh, point. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Gosh, we need to end it, it right here. It, it might be, podcast. Or, end the or podcast, it might yeah. be off the wall. We'll see. Oh, oh gosh. Goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would... Or, or pretty pasty, depending. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wait, if you listen really closely after that joke, you hear just like this little you sound. You the cricket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you don't, because they, they, you know, they don't. Because they're, 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 they're all dead. They've all been turning They're all dead now. So oh, the only time you wouldn't hear the cricket in the background. It's oh just gosh. digressing now. We're going down <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, goodness. That was our oh, little uh, sidebar. Yeah. Our little cricket sidebar. Mm-hmm. Happens more than you think, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Start talking about, oh, brother. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, he's he's got an endless supply of these. I don't know if it was even that good, though. That was was quick. That was pretty quick, yeah. That was great. I I couldn't come up with anything that fast. So, uh, okay, so one thing we have to do, too, is uh, every episode we talk about the most recent happenings in the world of adventure um, and uh, what headlines have been going on. I have a couple that I can share. Do... uh, Kelly, did I can pull one up. Yeah, I think Ke- Kelly had an interesting one he wanted to share. <sighs> one that I wanted to talk about, but I don't know much about. And maybe you can catch me up. Mm. Is let's um, hear it. the comet. Oh, oh yeah, I heard about, about the comet. Yeah, yeah, tell us about what I, you know about it, Porter. I tried to do as much research as I could, and I still feel like well, I know nothing. Well, off the top, oh, I, I did some good off research too. Off the top too. of my head, mm-hmm. um, I know is a comet that hasn't been seen for or or observed for like over at least over a thousand years 50,000 50,000 years so that's why I said at least a thousand so it was like in the he was low yeah Um, just being modest how many stars are in the sky at least six Um, at least because you're not wrong and I knew you it was visible to the naked eye but um Mm -hmm. uh close to the north star so it had wow. like a plus six uh, luminance rating, which puts it of being visible. I know to exactly the human eye. what that means. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it's called a luminance rating. But is it Can you feel my sarcasm? Plus six. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It, it just illuminated. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh no. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So February first and second was when it was like the closest, you know, to. Uh, was to that when it was Earth. most bright? That's when it was the closest to Earth. So that doesn't in its necessarily orbit. mean it was the most bright. Um, no, it was the most bright. Okay. It was, would, that would so have been the most bright. Saying. Yes, you so, did. 
I have to wait until it's probably when? still visible um, if you used like binoculars. How long do I have to wait to see it again? Uh, Fifty thousand years. Okay. Yeah, if I you've can, got some that. time, yeah. I'll yeah. put it on my calendar. I'll put it on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I, I can clear my schedule mm -hmm. for that one. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be reduced to atoms by that point. <laughs> yeah. Let's just wait for another. I will comet. be a comet. Yeah, yeah. I'll be a comet by the next then. Yeah. Yeah. So do you know how the tails of comets are formed? No. Any interest? Any? Is any? it like? I bet it comes from good stories that they tell. Oh, yes. Good point. Oh, tales, the tales. Oh, brother. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, mm -hmm. uh, from my, at least from my perspective, I know that meteors get it because they're, they're burning up as the they atmosphere, enter the atmosphere. Yeah. But how do comets do it if they're not? Are, are they hitting, are they hitting, hitting matter that like so the way that it is is it is it's called solar wind essentially is is this effect that happens when particles are being shot out from the sun and they almost act like a wind on things within um like the the vicinity around it so hmm. comets are basically just big balls of ice and so as the solar wind hits it it causes it to evaporate into a trail wow but what's really interesting is the comet tail only follows the direction that the solar wind is blowing against them. So it could actually oh. technically be blowing against the direction that it's moving. So everyone thinks of the tail as falling as it's, behind it's the going, comet. Right. Well, as, as a tail does. Yes, how as one tail <laughs> would typically do. That, that's what it entails. However, usually. if the comet is moving the same direction as the solar wind... I'm impressed, honestly. <laughs> Sorry, the, uh, the tail... i Yeah, you... Oh, jeez, don't do uh, it. Because uh, the comet's, you know, kind yeah. of warm enough. Is it, is it oh. more like oh. the wind is wrapping around it? Yes. Oh. But if the comet is moving the same direction as the solar wind, it will actually be moving with the tail in front of it. So the solar no wind yes. doesn't melt... The it sublimates it in a way. So it basically, like, using friction causes it to kind of burn off that direction. So it does hmm. melt. Yeah, so it's a, it's a sort of melting. Yeah, as melty as things can be in but space. But isn't it, like, gotcha. isn't it huge, though? Like, six miles wide or something? Oh, like yeah, it's it gigantic. Yeah. yeah. So it takes, like, millennia for that thing to completely, you know, vaporize. But wow. even then, wow. I, I, yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be around for a while. So JC and I actually tried to go out and see it. Were you we went to? out, we bought a telescope. No way. We, yeah, at Walmart. And I, I was like I was trying to be spontaneous and super romantic. <laughs> we went out. It was like it the with the wind chill was like zero oh, degrees. Yeah. And the clouds came up the second we got to where we were supposed no. to. They were clear up until then. We got out for 30 seconds and Jason's like, well, we can look at the moon because we can kind of <laughs> see it through it. Got a oh, quick shoe. Your shoe shirt sounds out. really she sweet. She was trying to yeah. be, really she's patient. trying to be supportive. Yeah, yes. That's, and uh, man, I had this idea. We spent 30 seconds looking at the moon and then we, we, we took, it took an hour and a half to drive there to where we went. Oh. And then we set off and drove an hour and a half back after spending like it one like, minute. It was a good drive. <laughs> I'm going to read you the headline and tell me if this isn't the coolest thing you've ever heard. Okay. Remains of a thousand-year-old Viking hall found in Denmark. A Viking hall. So, like, where they would gather to have feasts. Oh, or, okay, you know, okay. Things like that. It was beginning of January, January uh, 4th, I believe. So, it was um, it was discovered as archaeologists excavated the area before they were going to construct a home mm -hmm. in the area and found pieces of it. But it is the... It was stated by the... the I think it was... Um, Nusden? It was the excavation leader for the museum okay. in Denmark. Said that it was the largest Viking Age find of this nature in more than 10 years. We've not seen anything like it here in North Jutland, even though it has only been partially excavated. So they've only found part of it. They've only excavated part of it, and it still it's is already, already the, the biggest, biggest thing that wow. they found in recent years. That's crazy. That's amazing. There's, there's a, an image of it as well, which we can throw up if people are watching yeah, the video totally. version of it. Um but it's it shows kind of the size. So that's that's a car right there. Oh my! And this is the area of which that they have massive. excavated around it. It's like a friggin' Skyrim mead hall. That's like mm -hmm. gigantic. Says, Based on the style of the hall, archaeologists believe it is from the time of King Harald Gormason, who ruled Denmark and Norway from about um, nine fifty eight. AD to 985 AD. I wonder if he gotcha. took an arrow to the knee. He probably did. <laughs> he used to be an adventurer. Yeah. <laughs> he used to be. <laughs> but, yeah, it says, uh, press release says, for this reason, the Hulk can tentatively be dated 
the late Viking age, the last half of the ninth century and the very first part of the 11th century. So, well, I, I learned the other day, well, I, I watched a video the other day. I think I saw this on TikTok, but someone specifically is like, um, where we get stuff now. Yeah. We're talking about Vikings and, uh, like a lot of people will say, oh yeah, I'm a, you know, like, uh, my ancestors were Vikings. And he was like, I, I always find a problem with that because that's like saying like you're, you're attributing your identity to an occupation. Viking wasn't a culture. It was an occupation. Mm -hmm. It was something people did when the rest of their stuff wasn't going so well or when they wanted to like to go out and do something else. Mm -hmm. So it's like saying, you know, my ancestors were boat makers, right? It's like, <laughs> sure. Like that, that was their occupation, but they were Norse, right? Like, yeah. they, you know, they, they, they were Scandinavians. They, you know, they were settlers in these areas and they also would go raiding as a Viking. Right. So yeah. I think it was like the idea of Vikings, like that. They're so really funny that that's romanticized. Mighty, like yeah. I pillage and rape. My, my <laughs> ancestors did that. Like discovered yeah. America before. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah there's there's so, there you, I guess there's so much glorification of it now though. Yeah. I, I feel like, um, it's not a great resource, but, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Oh yeah. is about Vikings. I love how they like, Tried to cover over the fact that you're raiding Christian settlements yeah, you're like, by yeah. making them Templar settlements. Yeah. Templar <laughs> settlements. Oh no, they're not Christians. They're Templars. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, that's great. Hi. But yeah, well, I, the Templars I, are bad. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's okay. Yeah, that's um, why it's okay. It's the only raiding I'm okay with doing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Could all of them be, have been complicit in the Templars' goals? There's a lot of people in that. Um, but your your. Uh, discovery reminded me of something about these ancient human huts made out of mammoths like made mammoth out of mammoths yeah well like made you know mammoth wow. husks and hides that were discovered in ukraine because of the fighting no what yeah, because saw, of the war yeah i saw that on instagram really so that's crazy true, right exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean it it's the only place i get information right. yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> that's crazy though that how did they uncover? It was just like a, a shell hit the ground yeah, and they I, found I'll something. I have to look it up, but it's um, crazy. No, it, it's something similar to that. But mm -hmm. did you? Speaking of woolly mammoths, mm -hmm. um, did you hear that they're trying to bring them back? Like Jurassic Park. I have Park. heard that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and dodo birds. Too. It makes me honestly, mm -hmm. I'm excited yeah. about it. Like I, I know a mm -hmm. lot of people are woolly mammoths sound cool to bring back. A lot of people mm -hmm. are very. Um, I shouldn't say pessimistic, but they're very like you know, doomsday about it. They're like, mm -hmm. you know, there were six movies why this wasn't a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> you know it's I mean? holy man. Yeah, Where does like, it stop? More yeah. to like, we could just go and shoot them all if something, like, you know, um, in, like in Jurassic World. Yeah. It's in a controlled environment. That's Imagine cool, releasing them into the wild, though. Uh -huh. That would be crazy. It kind of reminds me of uh, our, our dad uh, is a professor at a university, and he for a long time did these keynotes about how uh, pop culture influenced the future. Mm -hmm. um, and so he would do presentations um, dressed up in Star Trek garb. You know, he'd be mm -hmm. wearing a red oh shirt and a pin and everything. And he would talk about how the, the prop designer for Star Trek um, was one of the first people to ever just use a tablet as a touchscreen. And that's started, no that's where way. they started to come from it, where, you know, it's like they didn't have the money to do all these buttons and dials and switches you know, that would be in a spaceship. So they're like, just make it a piece of glass. And then mm -hmm. what you're doing happens on the piece of glass. And so that kind of influenced how tablets were created mm -hmm. and how touchscreens were implemented. It makes me think mm -hmm. about Jurassic Park. You know, yeah. you, you think like, oh, yeah, well, to make this dinosaur, we found the preserved DNA in mm -hmm. amber and we were or mosquitoes. You know, mm -hmm. it was an it was a mosquito preserved in amber. So that we were able to pull the blood out and recreate their DNA. Honestly, that's what's happening. It's very similar. Yeah. I shouldn't say it's exactly what's happening, mm -hmm. but it's very similar. They're yeah. using mummified, mummified DNA and mm -hmm. then just filling in the gaps with modern day with ancestors, modern day ancestors yeah. which is exactly which what is exactly in the movie. how it's happening. <laughs> in the, Isn't like, that crazy? That's, that's wow. Know about the dodo bird, though, why are we bringing yeah. that back? Like, is it is it uh -huh. a part of? I feel like Ian Malcolm now, like you know, the, mm -hmm. the dodo bird. Died for a very important reason. Yeah, like, exactly. Mm, what yeah. happens when we bring back? We've made it. We've made it this far without it. I think yeah. we're okay. Dark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't need a dodo. Uh -huh. It makes me wonder what the chicken. what the motivation behind bringing those animals back is. Like, I, were I they don't beneficial know. to a specific region, or you know, or someone wants think, to make a park? Yeah. I think there's I a lot. <laughs> yeah, I would go. Yeah, I would go too. Yeah, you can make a lot of money doing that. Do that. I think in part it's a 
it's probably because we can kind of reverse engineer some evolutionary steps through that. Like if we know their ancestors and we say, okay, based on the DNA, here's the predictions that we made about the way that they live, their, their mannerisms, their behavior, their intelligence. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we can figure out how off were we. Right. Mm -hmm. So now we have a kind of a, a litmus test for our ability to predict previous evolutions and, you know, an extinct species. Do you think it can, kind of turns into an ethical dilemma? Do you think that they are mammoths? If they, mm -hmm. if they're, if it's used DNA from a mammoth, but they've had to fill in the gaps using mm -hmm. current, are they mammoths still? Like or are a, they just, are they just like a breed? Like a, are we monkeys? Right. Yeah, like, that's uh, a good point. I don't know. I think, I don't think that I would consider them the exact same because the, the DNA is not the same. Mm hmm. But I guess in the same way that, you know, like we are related to our, our previous iterations, like probably enough to, enough to cloning to, then. Yeah. Are uh, they cloning. human? That's a, that's a whole nother. <laughs> next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. Talk about next week. I mean, I, I would. Uh, next week on Atlas. Yeah. Clone Wars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Be gone. The Clone Wars app. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. <laughs> we got to cut this podcast. We got to keep winning to Yoda. We know, it's uh -huh. digressing so far now. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. Well, I think we'll end this portion of the podcast for today. Mm. Um, if you guys are subscribed to our Patreon, there's an extra 15 minutes uh, that we always include at the end of our podcast. Always. Always. For people we who have done it support us. At least half of the time. Yeah. That we've so done far, this podcast. Half the, yeah. Half of all podcasts. <laughs> this, is, this is two. Of this is podcast number two. <laughs> and half of all of our podcasts half have of extra them will content. include it. Yeah. Our previous one does have it, but it's all of us. It's just us bantering at the beginning, trying to figure out what we're going to call the podcast. Yeah, that's a good point. So, but this time we're going to talk about other really cool stuff. I have an extra story that I am going to share specifically talking about giant squid. So oh, if you're, oh, if you're ready, interested ready, in giant squid, we will see you then. But until next time, thank you guys for listening and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. And thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for coming, yeah, Porter. Thanks for joining. This has been great. Appreciate it. It's been awesome. <laughs>